all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Everybody needs to get off their high horse. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C. C, Senior. It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Trillions and trillions of dollars. Yeah. So, do we know where we are on the uh, negotiations that happened into the night last night? I was just clicking around. Uh, the headline I'm seeing is Dems set to jam 1.9 trillion relief through Congress. So the, as White House warns, Biden won't slow down for Republicans. Well, we'll get into that more later. Yeah, the uh, stupid slow Republican couple-hour meeting on a package that's a third the size of the one Biden wants. The Republican package is about a third as big: 600 billion versus 1.9 trillion. And I think they got the uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. An agreement, to, we'll discuss this later. And, uh, you know, you got some good ideas, some really good ideas. Right. So Can't I'm glad you, you enough. Bye-bye. 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 Say, <laughs> <laughs> leave the Oval Office. I don't, I, we haven't even spent the last money. All right. Um, but I, I, uh, Britt Hume on Fox, who uh, knows D.C. about as well as anybody, said this, this $1.9 trillion thing is leaving the station. So, uh, they're, people are going to start throwing things on board. They're sending it to us on a train? It's a train leaving the station. And Well, well interestingly enough, there's a hell of a lot of money for trains in the bill. There's <laughs> oh, all sorts yeah. of... I mean, oh, good. More oh. pork than a butcher shop. Oh, yeah. They save some for stagecoaches. Yeah, there's yeah. a gazillion dollars for public transportation, much of which doesn't get used. Um, all, all kinds of crap that has nothing to do with the, the COVID situation, but... That's the way it goes. And at some point, you reach a tipping point where Republicans say, well, if this bill's going through and people are just, it's going to be giant, let's get my little thing for my state on there. And uh, that's the way it works. That's where your tax money goes. So, Shiny new empty trains. Aren't you happier about that? <laughs> uh, yet another couple of COVID vaccines, it looks like, that are, uh, that are out and are going to work. So that's good news. Mm, yeah. Okay. I like the anti-vax movement that's caught on in California where they're going around any place where you can get a vaccine and trying to disrupt the uh, the line or shut down the place or whatever. That's growing all across the state. They need to be met with by cops with needles. <laughs> Jab them. Yeah, vaccinate them. That'll I'll see funny. you again in three weeks. You know, the guy raises the nightstick with the left hand that jabs with the right. The old switcheroo. <laughs> that would be the old switcheroo. <laughs> Not only... Did you not disrupt our vaccinations? I jabbed you. <laughs> yes. Man, you're committed to the anti-vax movement if you're actually going to go stop other people from getting the uh, virus vaccine. That's just that's crazy stuff. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again today. I'm anti any state violence against a free people unless it's completely justified. But I would kind of like to see those people swept aside like dirt by the coppers. Them and oh, speaking of that sort of thing, how about that that craziness in Seattle where a bunch of so-called 
people experiencing people homelessness? experiencing homelessness, Joe. They're not homeless people. That oh, is my, a my judgment. Bad. It's people it's experiencing homeless. They're no different than you. Well, they might be. They're most likely drug addicts, and you're not. So there's that difference. Darr. But well, uh, I, people experiencing homeless. So they uh, will tell you the story completely, but a bunch of activists and maniacs stormed this hotel and terrorized the employees and tried to take it over and declare it like, a, I don't know, a, a Chaz Hotel, a the, the, the government-free uh, bums and junkies can live here zone. Just as you would do if uh, you had lost your job and rent was too high where you lived. Exactly. I would, would storm the Red Lion Hotel. No, I think I would move. In fact, I have moved. Yeah. Well, it, Seattle's where they did the study and found that 90% of their homeless are drug addicts. Yeah. So, uh, which came first is the argument that some on the other side would say, but I have an idea which came first for a lot of people. You know, Detroit went through a period where they tried like crazy to shut down all the crack houses. This is a opening crack hotels by force movement. Uh, interesting. And the same day they're doing that, more or less the same day, same week, they are implementing the new decriminalizing hard drugs thing in Portland, which is an interesting experiment. The rest of the nation can watch and see if more or less decriminalizing heroin and uh, what's the other one? Other hard drugs. Um Will uh, will lead to a better outcome or a worse outcome? I know libertarians hope that that it will uh, believe that it will lead to a better outcome. I'm quite skeptical. I am too. I well, it, if you mean by better outcome, fewer people dying of uh, yeah. or, or wasting their their lives away. I uh, part of the libertarian philosophy is it's not my problem. Um, you manage your life, I'll run mine. But uh, what if rampant heavy drug addiction is a clear indicator of uh, more break-ins and homelessness and all kinds of things that have an effect on me? It is 100%. And that's why it's insidious that in the blue straight states they're coupling this experiment in, uh, in, in drug permissiveness with crime permissiveness. And that's why people are fleeing by the tens of thousands. But you're right. It's a hell of an experiment going on on the West Coast and so far so awful, in my opinion. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. We got other things to talk about. <clears throat> Uh, I'm glad they didn't get to take over the hotel. You know, Seattle's the kind of place where they might have backed off in a previous time and said, yeah, the hotel belongs to you since you're experiencing homelessness. But, again, more on that coming up. Uh, you know, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. Oh, that's nice. Baseball teams know that, <laughs> and the pitchers and catchers are reporting today because baseball season is expected to start on time. But we know that around here, too, and that's why we introduce uh, everyone on the squad wearing the tools of ignorance. That's what they call catchers. It's Michelangelo, our board operator. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. Would it be wrong to ask for the stimulus check to be deposited in my bank account within the next few days? <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday <laughs> is coming up. I could use a larger television. I'm just saying. There you go. Yeah, buy it on credit. You're an American. <laughs> so you're not going to wait till you have the I money? Could, What's the matter with I you? I could buy it and then return it the next day because I'm not completely no. satisfied. I didn't, you know? I didn't like the hue. Yeah. yeah, just uh, <laughs> too many reds. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can adjust that. Don't argue with me. <laughs> hey, speaking of technical issues, Michael, I promoted you to technical director the other day. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Jack right. describes you the board. I mean, you, ought to, you ought to storm out. All right. I'll, I'll storm out next time. <laughs> there is... Um... Remind me of the whole returning the TV thing, because I was going to bring something up along oh, those lines one, later. One quick question. Do you, because I know you're both on diets, do you want cheese dip this year? Should I bring that in? I don't in my answer. I, I, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's low carb, right? 
A lot of cheese, beans, and uh, was oh, it cream yeah. cheese? I don't eat before one thirty p.m. Now. I know that's yeah. what I'm saying. All right, maybe I'll make a very very small batch. I was my lowest weight since 1989 over the weekend. Nice. Wow. Uh, if you don't count when I had cancer, I don't count that. That's a bar. It's a difficult to reach. <laughs> yeah, I would say. <laughs> There is a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. I would like to preface this by saying I am not a financial advisor, but uh, it has long been one of my my things that uh, we are being driven too much by clickonomics. Yeah, I'd say. Um, but I I, uh, I came to a realization yesterday. I uh, we have moved past the clickonomics era. We are now into the meme economy, where uh, yeah. the, the, the the things that drive markets are now just meme based as opposed to click based. And I, I feel like we're not going to know how good we had it in the Clickonomics era. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we'll, it, we'll long for the days of because Clickonomics. Because at least Clickonomics, you could, it, it made sense. Oh, they're just click farming. They're trying to, you know, that's their business. A meme con it, like, try to explain somebody the Bernie Sanders thing who didn't watch it happen to unfold live over those 72, 72 hours. Like, you can't do it. Right. It's, it's, it's not going to make sense. Things are going to be going, oh, yeah, yeah. We're in the meme economy, uh, meme economy now, so adjust your portfolios accordingly. So we were talking about the other day how uh, so many Congress people, new Congress people, freshman Congress people coming into D.C. now, they see their job as getting YouTube hits and uh, you know uh, traction on social media and that sort of thing. Not legislating. That's not your job. Your job well, is to make a dent in the you know the mind share out there. I think they're they're probably right. Probably in terms of having extent. power. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they ought to you know. Designate various people on various squads, not the squad, but look, you're you're telegenic, you're good with an argument, I'm kind of a wonk, I'll work on the actual laws, you go persuade people that the Democrat way is the way to follow. Yeah, sure. we, we ought to talk about, did you did you see Bill Maher and his Baldy Awards that he handed out oh, on Friday? Great. We should talk about that later. I did not, I'd was, like to hear about it. It was based on the idea of a congressman that most people don't know, I know because I'm in the biz. Um, who got so many of the big democratic things done that most Democrats, certainly most, most, you know, activists would never know his name. He's one of the most, uh, you know, successful legislators among Democrats that have existed in the last 20 years. And, but he doesn't have all the attention of an AOC or anybody else who goes on all the talk shows or has memes or any of that sort of stuff. And, uh, and Bill Maher was making the point we need to get back to like people who just do the roll up the sleeves, pencil to paper grunt work of legislating. And not all the other crap. But anyway, we can talk meme about that economy. Word. See, I took two words, <laughs> made it a single one. Joe loves please, it when you do that. Please make him stop. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, February second. Is this Groundhog Day? Is that February second? Anyway, the year Correct. 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here we go officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. At Mark, this is pitiful. A thousand people freezing their butts off, waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. Probably like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites. All of you. <laughs> oh, glad I mentioned that from the movie Groundhog Day. And that's the way I pronounce it. Ground You're pronouncing Hog it Day. <laughs> How does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's nice. It's uh, There's a bit of outrage in the air, I'm afraid. What? That no. doesn't sound like the, pe- the, the, the world I know. At us, we've offended the, oh. the folks. Okay, well, I do yeah. want to hear that. Uh, well, we got teacher stuff. We got to talk about lots of different things. Text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
Speaking of getting a bigger TV for the Super Bowl, Michael. Get a smart TV, y'all said. You got to have a smart TV. Oh, you don't have a smart TV? No, I got a smart TV. And it's a pain in the ass. What? No. It's great. Oh, it is. Smart. More on that later. Also, (laughs) um, I learned something about the effectiveness of the coronavirus vaccines that I did not know until I read this. Uh, Florida has 19 vaccines currently and uh, very many complicated rules on how you get them. Like 19 doses or 19 different kinds 19 of vaccines? different kinds. But what? Uh, that, well, that's what the headline says. What? Unless they just actually mean 19 shots, but they can't I do that. No, nah, come do on that. now. Anyway, I, I have no idea what's available to me and where. Not nope. the slightest. Nope. I just heard a report uh, while I was getting ready for the show today that they're realizing throwing a website up and telling people you have to apply real quick is probably not the greatest way to get 85-year-olds vaccinated. They've just discovered that really old people are not super technically adept. It's a truism to the point of being a cliche, but our brave government officials just figured it out. All right, moving along. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, uh, continuing our series about the United States Constitution. This is from Susan B. Anthony, the great uh, suffragette. The Declaration of Independence, the United States Constitution, the constitutions of the several states, and the organic laws of the territories all alike propose to protect the people in the exercise of their God-given rights. None of them pretends to bestow rights. That is a subtle but critical mm. difference yep. between our political philosophy and a lot of other people's. The Almost every other country on earth. Yeah, the government doesn't give you rights. The government doesn't decide which rights you have. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That you know, all men. You know the thing. I never know. You know how many people know this? How many people don't? Because this is kind of a hobby of ours, for instance. But. In other, well, you know, in dictatorships and monarchies and stuff like that, obviously you have no rights. Um, but uh, even in other democracies, you start from a, you don't get to do anything unless we tell you to do. That's what you start with. In the United States, you start with, you can do anything you want, except for these things. That used to be the case. I would argue that we have, uh, we've gone the other way. Oh, I would agree. And Tim Sandifer, in his brilliant book, inspired by this very radio show, The Permission Society, makes the same argument. Oh, yeah, 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 I would agree. But the the, the, the intent right. is, I'm free to do whatever the hell I want. The government can restrict a very few things. As long as I do not break your arm nor steal your purse, to quote Thomas Jefferson, who evidently carried a purse and carried nothing for broken legs. <laughs> I think he buried the headline there. <laughs> Well, he was fancy. That's known. <laughs> oh, Historians yeah. Know oh, that yeah. About TJ. Oh, yeah. He went greatly. He was terrible with money. He went greatly yeah. into debt being fancy. Yeah. Yeah. He was like crazy. Uh, fancy clothes and scarves and purses. Furniture. Him, evidently. Furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the correspondence proper. This is interesting from Dave. I heard something yesterday on CNBC. The average stock on the stock exchange is held for 40 seconds. Which tells wow. you most of these folks are just trading stocks. They're not investing in companies. Wow, and that shows you, you know, when you when you think stock trading, I'm, pff, I'm an old man, so I still picture, you know, like regular people putting a pencil to paper and trying to figure right. out what's a good company. Well, obviously, if the average stock is held for 40 seconds, that's not what's happening on the average. 
Being a good company, well-managed with potential for growth, is still a huge factor, but there's unquestionably uh, a large chunk of the energy that animates the market is just speculating and then trading, momentary trades, uh, which we probably ought to do something about, but I don't know what. Uh, Also, just interesting, uh, Justin uh, got an electric car. He got one of them Teslas. He says, I drive around 130 miles round trip, my commute. 130 miles a day? It's funny, it hadn't occurred to me. That's a long drive. And my power bill went up 80 bucks a month. Now, he does not have an expensive utility. He has one of those locally run utilities that's a lot less expensive. But he says, I'm saving $400 a month that I spend on gasoline hmm. and zero maintenance. Yeah, love them Teslas. Oh, uh, well, they, they have the biggest recall they've ever had going on today. We'll have more details on really? that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll be danged. Gazillions of them being uh, recalled. Uh, let's see. Native Texan back in Texas, recent California political refugee, writes on a number of things. Actually, tells about discovering the show and her husband. They enjoy it. Thank you very much for the kind words. Um, but she says, you annoyed the heck out of me uh, about uh, wearing the mask below the nose. I uh, just, I can't breathe enough through my uh, through my nose. I guess with the mask on, I can't get enough air. People said, I got the narrow nasal passages. That's not the case with all the people that are wearing the mask below their nose, that they got some sort of nose situation. Might be her situation, but that's not the one quarter of people that do that. Not a chance. More, more shaming. More shaming from Jack. Armstrong and Getty. Anybody who want, who's listening to this, who wants to go to the French Laundry, stay at home, pour a bunch of salt on whatever you're going to eat, okay? <laughs> melt a stick of butter in the microwave. Melt a stick of butter in the microwave, drink it, and then basically take $1,500, light it on fire, you've been to the French Laundry. <laughs> trash. That place is f***ing trash. <laughs> what? That's the guy. That's the guy that's uh, uh, allegedly running against Gavin Newsom in California on his podcast. I don't know how to say his name. Only you do. Oh, Chamath, uh, I don't have it in front of me. Papalapas. Palapatia, <laughs> I believe. Palapatia. That's right. it. Uh, uh, that was funny, though. Him taking on the French laundry. It's trash. It's having trash. It's having trash. <laughs> well, that's some loose talk for a candidate. Uh, <laughs> and we, uh, you know, we had an early dinner, but it didn't matter. Uh, oh, so you can get that early. Hmm. <laughs> Then light $1,500 on fires. Boom, you've been to the French laundry. That's hilarious. <laughs> Not a fan of French cooking. Um, I have got a number of headlines that uh, really all deserve discussion, as I just keep coming across interesting nugget after interesting nugget. How about we'll check in on the Chicago school situation, which my kids aren't in Chicago schools, but I think it matters because I think if the unions were forced to cave here, it would be, I think it would have an effect across the country. Do you think so? Oh, yeah, think- it would definitely be a uh, a message. It, what's especially ironic about Chicago schools is the kids are so, uh, uh, you know, disproportionately minority kids. Yes, that's what and, I was going to hit the with. teachers' union is just beating the hell out of them because they can. This statistic, 84%. Of Chicago public school students are black or Latino. 84%. So if this sort of thing were happening in any other context, there'd be all kinds of cries about systemic racism and, you know, another example of the white person forming a society that keeps people of color down because they're the other. 
Right, right. So phony. All the people in charge, all the, the powerful people here are all black. Right. Um, yep. And yep. I don't think it's got anything to do with race. And, and neither does most stuff. It's no, just it's classic, power. classic power and money, that yep. sort of thing. But Yep. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. Um, And this one woman who is the... What is she? I'm going to make sure I know what she is. Jackson. She's the CEO of Chicago uh, Public Schools. Okay, so she has a podcast. And I was just reading some of the stuff she said on her podcast in recent uh, weeks and years. Um, I think I have the right gal. Uh, yeah, I believe it's you're weird right. weird that they have a CEO, you know, not a superintendent or whatever. What's in it for black people, she said. The word equity has become a buzzword for politicians, but many have failed to actually deliver on it. What I've found and what we say on our show is that equity is really the new way for white people to get re-rich. So I have become scared of the word equity because when I hear it, I realize all kinds of crazy things were about to happen. When when they started using it around uh, the, the vaccine, oh boy, what's going to happen now? Uh, right. and, and what has happened is the vaccine has been poorly distributed all across the country because they're so worried about equity. Um, similar with all kinds of different stuff. It's gone so far for her that when she hears equity, she thinks it means some sort of rejiggering the, 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 the machine to try to help rich people stay entrenched in their richness. That's interesting. Wow. I, don't, I don't know what she's talking about. Well, look, Janice, you oppose it for your reasons. I'll oppose it for mine, and, and maybe we can restore a little sanity to the national conversation. She said, right now, I think about equity from the standpoint of everything they sold us about cannabis and how it really turned out to be nothing for us. I don't know what she believes what? her community was sold on the idea of legalizing marijuana and how it turned out. But anyway, the, 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 to get to the bottom line, the teachers are not in school today. They're going to do a couple of day. Is it a couple of day or a couple of week cooling period? I think it was 48 hours that uh, Lori Lightfoot declared. I was reminded that she ran across a teacher's union goon for mayor and won. And uh, and immediately uh, their their relationship has been very rocky, even though she's a way lefty. Anyway, there's, uh, teachers are still not in the schools there, and that's very disappointing. Um, I mentioned Tesla. They're recalling 135,000 Model S and Model X vehicles because the touchscreens uh, don't work. It's one of their largest ever um, recalls. Hmm. Uh, Russia has a new vaccine out, uh, which I would have scoffed at if it weren't peer-reviewed in a British journal where they found it to be almost 92% effective, which uh, is good, which means just there's another vaccine out there. But here's something I came across I mentioned on the vaccines that has changed the way I look at this. So Pfizer's 95% effective. Johnson & Johnson's vaccine is 72% effective, and so on and so on. But that's not the right way to be thinking about this vaccine for this situation. All of the public results have eliminated deaths, says uh, a reporter in the New York Times who looked into this and understands it better than I do. In the official language of research science, a vaccine is typically considered effective only if it prevents people from coming down with any degree of illness. Hmm. Because you're usually talking about something like Ebola or rabies. Yeah, you can't have a little Ebola. Right, so the vaccine, how effective it is, is whether or not, if you get it, you're going to, you know, have tragic consequences. Joe, you're looking a little foamy today. Yeah, I got a touch of the rabies. (laughs) (laughs) Or you don't hear uh, 50% of people who get Ebola get no symptoms. No, that's not the way it works. I bled out, but only half. So they mean, okay, 72% effective is in, because you need to know, does anybody, does it keep anybody from getting it? 
That's not the case here because over half of people who get this thing have no symptoms whatsoever. And the vast majority don't end up in the hospital. And, of course, the vast, vast, vast majority, 99.5% of us, don't die. Mm-hmm. So the effectiveness rate is, you know, should be looked at through a much different lens, obviously. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, all I, we were discussing this the other day. The, uh, the less effective Johnson Johnson single-dose vaccine, which actually becomes very, very effective after it's been in your system for like a month, but uh, it, it had zero deaths. It, it, it seemed to be 100% effective. Uh, preventing you from getting sick enough to croak. And that's good enough for me. Sure. I concur. Yeah. Um, well, maybe now would be a good time. We have the back-to-back clips about double masking somewhere on here because that oh, gets boy. into the how uh, not only is our media really not done a good job of educating us on a whole bunch of these different things, some of our experts are not, some of our experts are not doing a good job. Criminals! If you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective. If you add on another mask, you may actually make the uh, tougher for the air to move through the two cloth area. And then at that point, it causes more air to actually leak around the sides, which actually enhances your ability to get infected. So there you have two experts, Dr. Fauci, you recognize his voice, and then this guy, Osterholm, who you will start recognizing his voice, he's on Biden's team. And he's, uh, you know, got the, the same sorts of credentials with completely different views of double masking. Yeah. You add that to the media's incredibly poor reporting on, for instance, what we were just talking about, the uh, efficacy of vaccines. And it's pretty difficult to know what's going on. Yeah, I was struck by the second guy. I mean, he makes a good point, but it's funny that there's always the assumption that people are stupid. And some people are stupid. Um, but I'd like to think I'm not. And so if the doctor is trying to say, look, make sure the first mask fits well and you're breathing through the mask, then make sure the second layer is not too tight because that can distort the fit. I haven't that, tried that's it. That's fine. I, I comprehended that. I, I haven't tried it yet, but I feel like it'd be hard to get two masks on and, and, and have a tight fit. I haven't tried it yet, though. I had an N95 with the, the uh, valve. I just been put a plastic traveling. bag over my head and then rubber mm. banding it at the neck. <laughs> Works really that. good for about 45 seconds, and I don't remember yeah. what happened after that. Yeah, 100% effective, yep. Uh, so I wore the, the mask, the N95, with a valve, but then I covered it with a gaiter, which does less than nothing, according to that Duke University study. It might make things still... worse. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Now, I remember uh, back when uh, the preppies were wearing two shirts, Jack. That yes. was a style for a while. Yeah. And then uh, at, at one point, people were wearing two wristwatches, and that was dumb as well. So. I don't. I missed the two wristwatch uh, fad. Well, both yeah, on one like arm or one, one on each wrist, one on your ankle. Where, nope. was, the, where was the extra wristwatch? Uh, same arm. Multi-watch. Haven't heard anybody say wristwatch in about 150 years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and some good news. The U.S. Yes. the U.S. economy will grow faster this year than projected earlier, with GDP reaching its pre-pandemic peak by mid-2021, the CBO forecasts. Got to remember, we had a freaking roaring economy before this stupid pandemic hit almost exactly a year ago. And there's no real reason why it can't go back to roaring. I saw a headline the other day. I think it was the, uh, the WAPO. It was either the WAPO or the New York Times. The Trump economy left black America behind. 
It's the worst, most dishonest headline, and that's saying something. Since black unemployment was low and wages were up and everything was great until the damn pandemic hit, but just shows you the depth of their dishonesty. But that is good news. So, so we're going to bounce back strong. They're saying based yeah. on something. Yeah, well, the CBO report, and they're you know in theory nonpartisan. Uh, predicting anything economically is obviously fraught with uh, lots of um, uh, caveats. But uh, what are you going to do? I buy. saw another article. Buy, in... buy, buy now, buy low. It's it's high. So <laughs> I saw I saw Hold. I saw a guy from the Wall Street <laughs> Journal the other night. He was talking about the GameStop thing, and he said, "Well, uh, I'm glad you asked me." He said, "While I do write for the Wall Street Journal, I do have a." pretty solid history of buying high and selling low so i'm not exactly sure if i'm the guy to ask but (laughs) yeah that's good that's good so this new york times article i was looking at they were saying uh history shows well recent history like last 50 years that the economy actually grows more under democrat presidents than republicans and they were uh, trying to attribute it to deficit spending, and they just kept going around that topic. And I was thinking, and, and I'd like to take a look at this. I think, generally speaking, when a Democrat takes over, it's after a Republican has been in office for a while, and the economy is roaring. Yeah, this, this... Then they choke it near to death, and then the next Republican comes in, the economy is sputtering, and has to be revived again by the time they're ready to leave office. It's just roaring again. Right. This conversation has worn me out for many, many years as the the, the politicians play this game. If the economy, right. you know, does well, it's because of the things that the other the, 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 I put in place before he took over, and uh, vice versa. And yeah, they act like the economy the is the throttle on a motorcycle, and when the new guy gets in, he can just go. You know, it doesn't work that way. How about if any president w- uh, would be honest with you, they would say, my ability to affect the national economy was so small. <laughs> you can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, some politics for you coming up, though. We mentioned this idea. Bill Maher had it on his show Friday night of the politicians who do the grunt work of actually trying to legislate, getting more attention. Uh, we'll discuss that a little bit. And something Pretty powerful that Mitch McConnell said yesterday, as far as if you're a Republican and you wonder what direction the Republican Party is going, mm. um, uh, which is which is an interesting story. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I feel bad for a lot of people in the Los Angeles area who had to see this yesterday. They're probably still recovering from vandals who changed the world-famous Hollywood sign into something that said Holly Boob instead of Hollywood. There's nothing sacred anymore. You child? Oh, no. Said Holly Boob. Oh, What about the children is my first thought. Hmm. Uh, they threw a tarp over the letter B and over the W, uh, altering them, and then a white dash turning the D into the B. And anyway, what you end up with is a sign that says Holly Boob. Oh. What you end up with is immaturity, Jack. You were a child. According to a guy who works for the organization that does the upkeep on this thing, this is an icon that's there for visual reinforcement of the importance of Hollywood. <laughs> It's unfortunate. That Thanks for that. It's unfortunate that such an important icon for the city of L.A. is not being appreciated. 
Mm. Do you think that's a job that you can use to pull chicks in L.A.? I uh, maintain I'm, the Hollywood sign. You guys want to go up there? You know, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I yeah totally we can think. go up there. I, I heard it get you on top of the W. I heard it said Holly Boob the other day. What's up with that? Oh, don't, don't bring that up. Oh, man. <laughs> Stressful week. <laughs> it was DEFCON 1. Uh, that guy I, sounds like just a gas at a party. Actually, was, yeah, no kidding. It's unfortunate Indeed. that such an important icon is not being appreciated. He's my suspect number one. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Actually, it's a group of people who are trying to bring breast cancer awareness uh, forward uh, during February. And Oh, nice. I sure, think why not? that was a percentage of it. Yes. I think I a would, pretty I decent that... percentage of it was you giggling that you changed the sign to say Holly Boob. <laughs> I would argue that making it say boob is appreciating it more than simply just letting it say Hollywood like it always says. Come mm. on. Let's have some fun with it. Um, so I mentioned this and I wanted to play Booby it. Boobywood next, perhaps. <laughs> We've talked a lot about how, not not us, just us, lots of people who understand what's going on, that Congress stopped doing its job quite a few years ago. They just don't legislate anymore, and so presidents have to use executive orders because that's the only way anything's ever going to happen. And so things veer back and forth crazy, and it's just it's no way to run a country. And, and I would also throw in that bureaucrats are given enormous distra- discretion to write laws yeah. and regulations and enforce them and more or less create the society we live in. Now, originally, I think the reason Congress stopped doing their job was out of uh, being cowards. Being absolute freaking cowards. They didn't want their name on anything, and or they just liked arguing about it to raise money rather than actually solving any problems. You had those two things. But in more recent years, it's because you come into Congress and your job is to become a star, to become a meme, to become a YouTube sensation, to get on Bill Maher's show and Rachel Maddow's show or on the Fox shows or whatever. And uh, that's that's what you do. You not legislate. It's who can be the biggest star. And um, Bill Maher actually started talking about this on Friday night and came up with a new word called the Baldy Award. And he was highlighting one particular congressman that got a lot done that most people who don't follow politics wouldn't know their name. It actually happens to be somebody who got a lot done that I didn't like, but that's not really the point of this conversation. What if I told you there was a single member of Congress who brought the tobacco industry to its knees, paved the way for less expensive generic drugs, expanded Medicaid to include pregnant women and children? put the teeth into the Clean Air and Safe Water Drinking Acts, and wrote most of Obamacare. You probably wouldn't know who it was, even though I just showed you his picture. That's Henry Waxman. You always hear things like, the insurance companies wrote Obamacare. Well, sure, they had their input, but no, most of it was written by Henry Waxman. And not just the Affordable Care Act. Nursing home reform, food safety reform, AIDS research. As one top Republican said, 50% of the social safety net was created by Henry Waxman when no one was looking. And that's the thing about being a workhorse instead of a show horse. No one's looking. Waxman never went on the Sunday talk shows. He didn't do TV at all. The camera didn't love him and the feeling was mutual. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we asked him once to do our show and he said, no, I'm too busy. So, uh, again, the, the stuff he got done is abhorrent to me, but the <laughs> idea that there are Congress people that just work on legislation and try to get it through versus go on the shows and become a household name, I think that's just going away. And so why would, how is anything ever going to get done? And then it's all executive orders. Uh, Joe Biden, I, I got the numbers somewhere, I'll have to dig them up. His 22 executive orders, George Bush had two. Obama had like six. 
it grew a lot with Trump, and it's grown even more with Biden because the, the Congress doesn't do anything. Right, right. Well, and again, the government colossus is so big. I mean, it, you decide you're going to have a bureau of making everything good and nice. You can't possibly uh, write legislation for everything they do. You just hire a bunch of bureaucrats and tell them you figure it out. So you combine those two things, and you have a government that's just it's it's wildly out of control, obviously. And it's, uh, well, and it's literally out of control. Isn't it? There's no, uh, there are no reins attached. It, it runs free of its own free will. But how many people get elected, do you think, right now, who don't have in their minds them being on Meet the Press or, you know, one of the big cable shows on a regular basis and all their friends seeing them versus nobody's going to know my name. I just sit in a room late into the night working on draw, writing up laws. Yeah, it reminds me in a weird way of when they said the, they would do cameras in the O.J. Simpson trial. Everybody thought, well, it's the justice system. People have the right to watch and listen. No, it made everybody behave like a clown. It turned it into a clown show. Damn! In general, I don't want more laws. I like them not doing anything. But if if, if whoever's president is going to write the laws with a stroke of a pen, that's no way to do it. Here, here. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Clown show. A bunch of homeless people tried to take over a hotel in Seattle, among other stories we're going to dig into. Uh, The details on that will shock you. Armstrong and Getty.